Good morning, everyone. It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Welcome back here. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. So great to have you ride along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. We appreciate you. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We encourage you. Join the program at any time, share your thoughts. Text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000. Sports radio to 21,000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 248-951-2176. 248-951-2176. Run Twitter at XB Mornings. Facebook, X's and Bros. And, of course, good morning to our television audience as well on both BCSN and streaming live on the YouTube at uh, Michigan Sports Network. Add a .com to that to find our website. XBMornings at gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox. And you can find us all individually on Twitter. Danny Cahalan is at Dan in the studio. Ryan Elkey is at Ryan L underscore key. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. What's going on in the world of sports? We'll try to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines. Big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. No, it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. Whole lot of games. Uh, yesterday, we had the uh, Charlotte Hornets beating the Detroit Pistons by 10-113-103 at Little Caesars Arena last night. Another offensive explosion for the uh, Detroit Tigres. They beat Pittsburgh Pirates 10-7. That was fun. Big 10 tournament round action. Uh, round two, Rutgers beats Michigan by 12-62-50. And the Toledo Rockets handled business yesterday against Miami of Ohio. They'll get the Ohio Bobcats today. Ooh, very exciting. 2-30 today uh, on BTN. Ohio State taking on Michigan State. That's spotted. Tom Izzo and company, do me a favor, would you? Please, Ryan, do me a solid here. Beat them by 100. That's, oh, 100. that's the goal. Uh, Jay Naked's wild triple-double. A.J. Hogard, six of six from three. Mike He's Tyson taking, Walker. A.J. Hogard's taking six threes. No, all I'm going to have a heart attack in this What's game. the big guy? Who's the big guy we were talking about, the freshman? Jackson Kohler. Jackson Kohler, three of three from the long line. Stretch five. He's taking two threes this year. He's going to get three <laughs> of them today. I got to win by 100. Tyson Walker for 50. Wouldn't that be something? Just beat the absolute hell out of them, please, for the love of God. Uh, tomorrow, Detroit will take on Boston. That game is going to be on ABC, so another nationally televised game. Uh, that'll be a 1 o'clock puck drop against Burton Company. And then Sunday, Manchester United. I didn't. I left this out on purpose. I don't know if you guys even saw. I don't even know if you guys care. Did you see what happened to Manchester United last week? Didn't they get, like, Clowned like seven nothing against. Bro, Liverpool. they gave up a touchdown. Was it to Liverpool? Liverpool, totally just. I mean, how I do I know this? I don't follow I, soccer. You probably saw it scrolling because everyone's like, "Oh my god, what has happened?" 
Seven nothing. Like, dude, you might not win the league, but goodness gracious. I mean, come on. We're the we it's the deepest back line in the Premier League, the Premiership. And you guys give up seven goals? Are you out of your mind? The thing is, because there's seven goals, that's what got my American mind attention. Four score and seven goals ago. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to hold a workout for NFL teams on Friday. Are you guys picking up what I'm picking up with this Lamar Jackson story, by the way? You guys seeing how this conversation's turning a little bit? What do you mean? Well, you know, J.J. Watt came out and said something, and Richard Sherman came out and said something, and more and more people are coming out and saying the non-exclusive rate. If this was Joe Burrow, this wouldn't happen. I think that's what Richard Sherman said yesterday. Uh, I've heard things more of like, I think there could be a type of collusion with the owners to try to get away from these fully guaranteed contracts and that all the owners are still very upset with the Browns for doing that with Deshaun Watson. Well, that was a stupid deal anyways. Right, but I think they're trying to send a message of like, yeah, just because this guy got one doesn't mean everyone's getting one. Yeah, that like, was one. This mistake. isn't the Fourth of July parade. We're not handing out good humors to every person in the crowd. This is a specialty one. Oh man, I mean, it's uh, it, it's picking up a little bit of steam. I've seen collusion with the owners. I've seen some questions about maybe some other things. Very interesting. Stay tuned, folks. Keep your eyes and your ears open to watch how this evolves. MVP. I mean, or maybe you know. Somebody doesn't want to pay a guy that can't play every game $40 million. I, I love that. Crazy. How is every team not jumping on this? It's like, well, is Cincinnati going to jump on Joe Burrow? No. Is Kansas City? No. Is Buffalo? No. Like, run through the teams that are, you know, have their quarterbacks set. Are the Lions? No. Yeah, you know, that's something that, you know, I think the that we Vikings know back. I think we mentioned what what would the Lions do? You know, would they make a run? It would be interesting, but you got to play more than 12 games a season, bro. Like, that's what it is. Come on, bro. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., as I mentioned, he's going to work out. We'll see if he gets signed. Texans lost their draft pick. They've been fined 175000 for salary cap violations. That's the way it's supposed to work. Their fifth rounder is gone for 2023. And they violated, uh, according according to this report, uh, violation involving former quarterback Deshaun Watson. So that guy's still wreaking havoc over them. 49ers laid the way with seven compensatory draft picks. Seven of them. Wow. The league unveiled those additional 37 uh, choices yesterday. Niners with a whopping 11 of them. That is crazy uh, to me. Lions are not on this list. Uh, the next closest are the Rams with four. How about the Rams? The Rams are now actively very interested in trading away Matthew Stafford. My, how the turntables. That's crazy. Titans plan to cut pass rusher Bud Dupree. How much is he going to be up for? Uh, the Jets are going to trade for Chuck Clark and cut Braxton Berrios. So more news out of the New York Jets. Police say that Joe Bang, uh, Joe Mixon of the Bengals is not a suspect in the shooting at his home. Police this say was right outside was of his house. Uh, what is going on with all of these shootings in this professional was, sports? This one was a weird one. There was like a uh, 
there's a bunch of kids on the street right outside Joe Mixon's house doing like a uh, Nerf gun war. And then someone shot at them with a real gun. Someone in that neighborhood. So initially they went to Joe Mixon's house because his was the closest house. Over a Nerf gun. Yeah, over a Nerf gun war in the street. Wow. I wonder who the shooter is. That's going to be... That'll be dicey. Uh, Bruins' 10-game winning streak was snapped by the Oilers, so get oily. Congratulations, Edmonton. Uh, Leon Dreidseidel uh, didn't even get on the score sheet. How about that? But it was my guy, Darnell Nurse. Uh, how about him? I'll give him a round of applause. Shout out to Darnell Nurse. Wild star, Kirill Kaprasov. Uh, Kirill is like the uh, Russian version of Kyle, in case you wanted to know that. Uh, lower body injury expected to miss roughly about a month. Patrick Ewing has been fired or let go or relieved of his duties, however you want to phrase it there, for Georgetown. I mean, look, the guy was, what, 2-37 or 2-39 in, in Big East play the last two years. A 75-109 and 109 record. You, you just can't do that. Uh, in Kansas, coach Bill Self is missing the remainder of the Big 12 tournament. After going to the emergency room Wednesday night for what the doctors called a standard procedure. Uh, I don't know. Uh, while the school did not specify the ailment, uh, it denies reports of a heart attack that had circulated earlier in the day. What is a standard procedure that you go to the uh, emergency room for? I don't know anything standard that happens uh, in there. Usually if you go in there and you have to have a procedure, that ain't standard. All right, we'll step aside when we return. Uh, don't worry about Spencer Torkelson. That's what the newspapers are saying. We'll get into that next here. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Garter. They are one of America's top accounting and business firms, and they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of Michigan. If you're a small business, big business, and you're looking for the professionals who can help your business on any tax or business need you have, go to beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And we're close to March Madness, so be looking for our huge bracket challenge where you could win big cash, courtesy of Tom Rosenbach and his team from Bean Garter. We'll have more details in the coming weeks. But if you're a business decision maker or owner and you're looking for professionals to help your business, contact Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R dot com. Get more for your money at Meyer. Right now, mix or match over a thousand items and pay just one dollar each when you buy seven of items like extra large avocados, select varieties of Campbell's condensed soup, and select Body Armor Super Drink. Plus, it's double points week. Earn two times the points for every dollar you spend through Emperors. No clip necessary. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Excludes fuel.
all morning long on the Meyer Guest Line. Call 248-951-2176. That's 248-951-2176. Now, back to Danny, Ryan, and A.B. Welcome back here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Danny Gale, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino all joining you. Thank you for joining us. No matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, it is hour two. It is segment two, which means it's time for Detroit Lions trivia. All right, it's a good one here. Pro Football Hall of Famer Dutch Clark played nineteen thirty-one and thirty-two. The 34 to 38. Kind of a strange career. What was his first name? His real first name. It wasn't Dutch. It was Dutch Clark's real first name. Randy. His given name. Randy. Randall. Randy. Ra- Randall? Randall Cobb? Greg Randall? William. I think. What? William. William. Everything, every time I think of John Randall, I think of the guy from the Green Mile. What was that guy's name? Michael Duncan Clark. Yes. You know my boy DJ Adub? No. That's by far his best Halloween costume ever. Um, correct answer for Dutch Clark here is Earl. Oh, yeah. Earl. Earl I've Clark. seen that. I've seen that. It's It might be. It might be on the Ring of Honor written that way, Earl Dutch Clark. I, you know, Earl's one of those names that just has gone just poof. You just don't see it. It's like a because well, like the a, Dixie Chicks had a song came out in the '90s, "Goodbye Earl." They're just referring to the name. Did they really? But yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not about that. But no, yeah. it's about poisoning an abuser. But okay. The song right. is called Goodbye Earl. Dixie Chicks going through some things. Um, now just the chicks, because that word is not allowed anymore. Dixie? Yes. We're going to have to change Dixie Highway. Well, the word, the way they were using it, I believe, is a P, little PC now. That's because they're from the Dixie? Do I need to stop and do some research here? I don't know. I just... They, you sound like you're afraid right now, Dan. Are I don't Dan know the... naked and afraid listen, right now. I don't know he ex- doesn't want a song, Goodbye Dan, to come out. I don't know the exact reasoning or what okay. the origin of that of the word Dixie is, but it has some, yeah, racial undertones, apparently. Confederate? Yes. All right. That's all you to say. They lost anyways. Bunch of losers. All right, uh, Detroit Tigers first baseman Spencer Torkelson. Can I read this directly? For, let me just read. All right. <clears throat> let me start over. Detroit Tigers first baseman Spencer Torkelson has hit the ball harder this spring than his numbers in the box score might indicate. And it doesn't appear he's in any danger of losing his presumptive role as, as an everyday player to start this season. Torkelson, who played on Tuesday and Doubled and walked in the 16-3 victory. Still just 3 of 18 in the spring. A.J. Hitch said, quote, This year he's doing a pretty good job of not getting too frustrated with the results not being there. He's swinging at the right pitches, barreling up a few balls, and getting a little unlucky here and there. We're keeping it in perspective. We're talking about 10, 15, 18 at-bats. 
The microscope is not on Spencer Torkelson. He is a good player. He's a good player. Are you nervous about Torkelson this year? Because remember, and I know you do, Torque won the job out of spring training going into 2022. There was no Riley Green, right? Riley Green comes in. I think that takes a little bit of heat off of Torque. It's probably pretty good for him, but he just couldn't hit the ball. And then after the All-Star break, guy was struggling like crazy at the plate. He was sent to AAA Toledo. Toledo Tigers, Toledo Dirt Chickens. So, Mudheads. My question is to you, the, the staff is telling you not to worry. But, you know, 3 of 18 to this point, and this was written, what, on Wednesday. I meant to get to it yesterday, but we, we ran out of time and had callers and different topics and whatnot. Should you be concerned over Spencer Torkelson and what this might mean for the Tigers? Because if Tork goes through another season this year, like last year, is that time to relatively be worried when Dan usually likes to point out other teams' rookies do perform. Other teams' rookies are in rookie of the year voting, like Cade Cunningham was or like an Aiden Hutchinson was. Other teams' rookies reach and excel through the expectation of what was said of them. So do we have a ballpark figure on what we are looking for from Torkelson. Is it to have an average greater than 225? Are there specific power numbers that we would like to see? We know he's got a good glove. We know he can hold that down, especially when we got Javi Baez over there throwing. I mean, sometimes you might need the giant fishing net to bring it in from time to time. But is there and are there marks that we are looking for with Spencer and with Riley Green. Because to be honest with you, it's going to be a long baseball season. I'm not going to buy into any of this uh, you know, nonsensical hype when the team doesn't do anything in the offseason. So for me, can they improve on last year's win total? Can Javi Baez kind of reel it in? Who was better in the second half than he was in the first half? But still, I mean, some of the errors throwing, it's just a woof. But I like Javi. I'm a Javi guy. Can we can we see what 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 are we looking for? And maybe that's something we crowdsource a little bit with the audience and we try to put together what the you know what those numbers might look like, what they are expecting from a guy like Spencer Torkelson and what they're expecting. Can they beat 66 wins this year? Can you get more out of Torque? Can you get a reliable season? out of green can you get a more consistent year out of javier Baez? that's what that's those are my questions those are my questions uh am i worried about spencer torkelson at like right right now no i will i be uh april 15th yeah uh, he's three for 20 these aren't guys that you're going to be facing either. I you, Maybe you're facing the guy that you're going to be facing for one at-bat, and then the rest of the at-bats in that game are going to be against 
bullpen guys. Non-major league pitchers. Yeah. So he, 100% worried. Three for 20 with six strikeouts. Some dude named Lucius or something has three home runs. He has one extra base hit. Not good. You know, you have the media saying it's no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic. The guy hit 203 last year and struck out every single time by just letting his bat sit on his shoulder. And everything's great. Everything's great. Three for what, 20 in spring. In spring? What, are, what are we doing? What if I told you he almost had more strikeouts than he did total bases? Yeah. 115 total bases, 99 strikeouts last season. And he's think, on that same pace right now in spring with six walks and three hits, and or one walk, excuse me. So he's at six total bases and six strikeouts right now. I'm telling you, I don't, I mean. I think look. it's a perfect time to start worrying and panic about Spencer Torkelson and what the hell this team is doing with the, the development of their prospects. Very good point here. Spring training stats right now. Uh, Ryan put them up on the screen. 150, 227, 200. He was 203, 285, 319 last year. I, 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 I saw the headline. I scratched my beard here and I said, hmm, this is, if it's the spring and you're already telling me not to worry, that's a really good sign to panic because you know who are not saying, oh, don't worry about so-and-so? People that are performing. Riley Green. We'll step aside. Back with more X's and Bros after this here on the Michigan Sports Network. If you or your family is touched by autism, learn more about Freddie's Foundation at hashtag pop the tap at freddythepizzaman.com. That's F R E D I, the pizzaman.com. Or email freddythepizzaman at gmail.com. The new M-Perks is here. Reward yourself with dollars off your purchases, fuel rewards, and more at Meyer. Earn 10 points on nearly every dollar you spend when you shop in-store or on Meyer.com. Then use your points to claim and redeem rewards any way you want. Plus, earn points for every qualifying prescription filled at your Meyer pharmacy. Download the Meyer app to sign up, or if you're already using M-Perks, start earning points and saving today. Save more with M-Perks. Exclusions apply. See Meyer.com to learn more. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get nothing but nets and win up to $15,000 cash. It's the $100,000 Hoop to Win. Every Saturday in March, 6 to 11 p.m. Shoot to win each week. And on March 25th, players compete for up to $15,000. The $100,000 Hoop to Win giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details.
You're listening to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Can't call in? Text us using the keyword sports radio and send it to 21000. Or tweet us at XB Mornings. Now back to Danny Kahalen, Ryan Elke, and Anthony Bellino. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. So great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio as well. Big day today, folks. Big day in the Big Ten and in the MAC. Very, very exciting. Uh, For the Big Ten tournament, uh, you'll see the Michigan State Spartans coming up today. Uh, That's uh, that's exciting. Get to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. What's our boy Buckeye Sparty going to do? Oh, no. Quarterfinals. Number one, Purdue versus number nine, Rutgers kicks things off at noon over on BTN, followed by the four-seed Michigan State against 13-seeded Ohio State. After that, then number two, Northwestern, against number 10, Penn State, and number three, Indiana, against number six, Maryland, in the nightcap. So that is uh, it's going to be... Maryland was the uh, first higher seed to win a Big Ten tournament game in the tournament this year. Congratulations, Giant Turtles! It's a uh, already broken record for amount, amount of times the lower seed is won in a single Big Ten tournament. Goodness gracious. The record is uh, four. What, the first five did it. So, uh, once again, another testament to how competitive and close this league has really been. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's and it, it really is. It's an any given night. I mean, you look at that battle for the two seed and how many teams had a shot at that. And teams like Northwest, uh, Northwestern, who ended up getting the two seed, Michigan, who slid down to never mind. Uh, in the MAC, Toledo beat Miami ninety-one to seventy-five. Ohio advanced over Ball State ninety to seventy. Wow, twenty-point blowout. Ohio over Ball State. Uh-oh, Barlow's buddies are they catching fire? Kent State beat Northern Illinois seventy-six fifty-seven, and Akron washed Buffalo one hundred one to seventy-seven. Two games today, in the semifinals. 5 o'clock, it'll be number one seeded Toledo against number five seed, the Ohio Bobcat, CBS Sports Network. And then at 7.30, number two seed Kent State against the third seeded Akron Zips. Ohio kind of being a little bit of the outlier here. I would have thought that it would have been one through four. Uh, Toledo, Ball State, Kent State, and Akron would have been uh, because just based on how they did this season. So but Ohio doubting, some things Doubting out. your buddy. No, no, no. I would never. I think you just kind of alluded that you you were a little bit. Uh-uh, not me. Said, oh, I thought, didn't think Ohio would be here. Thought I'd be someone else. Thought it'd be Ball State. Yeah. Well, hey, fair and honest. That's the most fair and honest program in the country. Wouldn't be surprised if Barlow's playing for a championship in a tournament bid. Right to jail, right away. It could happen. I wish I had like a like a scary noise sound that like a little Kermit gif could come up. You know the one where Kermit's like biting his nails and is shaking right. his head. What's the like? The, you know the like the uh, really dramatic, uh, spooky music. I I'll find it somewhere. I don't know how am I gonna find it. Like the scream I'm, music. Not scream music, but it's like a like a suspense sort of um, shrill almost. I'll find it. I'll put it in the board and then I'll save it one day for another scorching hot take whether it's from you or someone else like that all right uh we kicked off the women's side 
of the MAC tournament with Toledo beating Buffalo in overtime. Ryan's texting me. Uh, my girls were on the on the fritz, right? They were up against the ropes. Quinesha Lockett, big game from her. Uh, Kent State beat Northern Illinois. Bowling Green smoked Eastern 70-36. to And Ball State beat Akron 92-68, to which means today, the first game, I don't think I'm going to make it there in time. In fact, I'm not going to make it at all. So what turned out to be, oh, go to the MAC champion. I'll be able to watch all the games. I'll make it in time for the women's game on Wednesday, and I will be watching men on Thursday, and everybody will advance. I just looked at the game time for today. 10 o'clock, baby. 10 a.m. tip-off between number one seeded Toledo against number four seed Kent State, followed up by number two Bowling Green against number three Ball State. Ooh. Good for the women's tournament, just saying, hey, 10 a.m. times. This is great if you are a degenerate or if you just want some live sports to watch in the morning Ooh. on your Friday. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good move on their part. And also, it's a uh, somebody had asked me, it was one of the sports information directors. They said, because you watch Mac and you watch the Big Ten, what's the difference between like the men's and the women's? And I said, between the conferences? And they said, yeah. I said, well, in the women's, really not that much. Because as you saw, Toledo had beaten Michigan earlier in the year. There isn't the size discrepancy. There's a little bit of a talent gap uh, when you have people like uh, Caitlin Clark from Iowa, right? There's a little bit of a talent gap from time to time. But if you're like 6'3", you're automatically on scholarship. Like, that's it. Like, if you're as tall as I am, you are automatically on scholarship. In the MAC, they don't have the big guy that's really worth a wood nickel. They don't have anybody that's over like 6'10 that is actually like a force. And that's where in the Big Ten you get and guys. And then Zeke Marshall of Akron. And if you saw Caitlin Clark, you wouldn't you wouldn't think she's a force either. She's, she's like the smallest girl on the floor. She can just shoot. Yeah, she's like 5'8", 100 pounds, and she, and she just shoots from anywhere. And she makes it. Um, but, yeah, in the men's game, like Trace Jackson Davis, for example, like who's stopping him? Hunter Dickinson, Zach Eady, like these, some of these big guys that are just running. Like it's just, it's that part to me, the physical nature of Big Ten basketball, so much different because to get a post catch in the Big Ten is difficult. You know, in the MAC, I mean, I, I've seen games where they've been blowing the whistle for people looking at each other wrong. It's yeah, like, we dude. saw that the post catch was very tough for Hunter, the last, uh, not this past game, but the previous one. Indiana. Yeah. I mean, that was getting picked off like every single time. Well, not even the entry pass, but just trying to get into position. I mean, they're battling the entire. It's a lot to have somebody 250 pounds leaning on you. You know what I mean? I think that's one of those areas where like Terrace Reed will get really good as he as he gets older, uh, learning how to use his size to his advantage by wearing down his opponents, right? Beating them up early, leaning on them a lot early so that you know, late stage of the second half, that fourth quarter, if you will, that last 10 minutes of the college basketball second half, that which would be the fourth quarter, that's where you could take advantage. You just start doing whatever you want because you've physically worn the other guy out. Uh, something else is taking place, very, very important, uh, very important, the Players' Championship. Oh, we love, we love the players. How about Nick Watney had a quadruple double? Nice little four-putt. The pros do it too, folks, the pros did you see that too? He was, he started, he had two sevens on the front nine. He started with the seven and then I, cause I think he started on 10 and then 17. He had another one. 
Rory McIlroy had a, a difficult day down there in uh, Ponte Vedra, and uh, not good, not good at all. Seventy six for him, seventy six for Rory McIlroy. Folks, it, uh, welcome to golf. He's the number three player in the world. He's playing with John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler. What a what a matchup! Yeah, this, they were uh, they were talking. I, I've, um, I mean, you can see it right here. We're watching. If you're not in the right spot, there. You're not getting it on the green. That's and so, you know, if you are you talking about the course in general? Yeah, just um, even if you're on the wrong, if you drive it to the left side of the fairway and you needed to be on the right side, you're not hitting the green. And that's exactly what Rory did a lot of yesterday. He was on the wrong side of the fairway a lot of the time, and he was hitting forty foot putts. They were just he. They said he's last. I think he's last on tour in putting outside 25 feet because he doesn't putt from outside 25 feet. So when you're doing that a lot, you're going to struggle. And that's what he did yesterday. Think about that. A professional golfer that doesn't, like that's where they're at. He doesn't putt a lot outside of 25 feet. We do. We do. The other day, a couple weeks ago. Almost exclusively. Yeah, that's all we do. Um, it was, uh, maybe like a week and a half ago, we had a really nice day of 60 degrees. So I was all done for the day and, uh, there's a golf course near my house. So I went over there and I went out of the putting green and I was working on a drill that tiger was doing. So I tried to apply two different things. There was a drill that tiger was doing. Um, and I applied this to this, uh, you know, this mastery of the three footer, right? So you pace off three feet, one yard. That's all you got to do. And you just consistently make three foot putt after three foot putt after three foot putt. Right, because that's where a lot of amateurs struggle. And Tiger has this drill where he puts two tees in the ground uh, that are just on the outside of his putter. Right, and you'll feel it if you if you take a bad um, if you have a bad stroke there, you'll feel it because it'll hit the tees. Right, and I was like, okay, let's make thirty straight from three feet. That shouldn't be too hard, right? Okay, boom. I had three balls, so just all I need to do is make ten rounds. All three all three putts go in. Really focus on your putting. You know, and get good from three feet. And I was like, how can I establish this into a drill that I can do and do regularly? Even if I don't have time to go play, you know, maybe on my way home, I can just, I can just drop by, drop a couple balls on the, on the practice screen, grab the tees, make it a drill and improve my game and go from three feet, maybe go back to like five or six feet and do the same thing. So I started off with, let's make 30 in a row. Maybe I make 60 in a row from three feet and then 40 in a row from six feet. Now you got to have a flat. You're looking for the flattest putt possible, right? You're just looking, you don't need any break in there because if you could get really good and very confident right around there in that range, you're going to play great golf this year. Great. You're going to like, your scores are going to plummet because you're not wasting strokes around the green. You feel confidence in your short game. And we all know that golf is played from 150 in like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to hit the ball far. It's a lot of fun. You can hoot and holler and, you know, talk some smack and, you know, feel like waste management on 16. Every time you go up there and tee off, you want to hit it as far as possible. It can put you, it does change the game dramatically if you can hit the ball far. Every course you go to, you play those middle set of tees, you're like, wow, you know, I haven't hit anything more than an eight iron into a green. Like, this is nuts. And then you start to think about it. It's like, well, wait a minute. Eight iron? All right, about you know, 165, 170, somewhere in there. I got to be really good 
with eight, nine pitching wedge. Really good. And if I'm not hitting greens, I got to be really good in my wedges. And that's where you, when you're watching professional golf, I mean, they're approach shots. That that's the game. That is the game right there. You, if you, if you can dial it up and dial it in from 150 yards out and you feel really confident once you hit the green that you can lag it within to your, uh, let's use a, a term from uh, meet the Fockers here, your circle of trust. And you know that all I got to do is get this within five feet. If I get this, this lag putt within five feet, we're in business. Anything that's closer than that, you, you feel mentally this is good. You could walk up and hit it with confidence. Your entire golf game is going to change. You just, you got to figure out how to be good from 150. Or maybe that yardage is a little different. I have a buddy who, when he plays, he's really good from 130 yards. I don't know why he hits a sand wedge, 130 yards. And he's really good with it. I don't, and I tried to convince him, like, look, every club is the same. They're just different lofts. He's like, I'm really, I just really like this club. Right. So we're playing. I'm like, well, you know, he hits the ball to a 132, grabs a sand wedge, hits it to about 10 feet. He's smiling. My ball is off to the right a little bit. And because uh, he was on the left side of the fairway and I was like smack dab in the middle, I stick mine inside of his. I look over at him. He's looking at me. He's like, oh, he's had to one up me. Right. And so throughout, that was like in the second old, throughout the rest of the round, you know, we're, when we're discussing like how like golf course management, I was like, dude, you just got to find like on par fives. What can you do to hit it to one thirty? Like if that's your money distance, get it there and then get it on from there. You'll be good. We want you to shoot lower scores and have more fun playing the game of golf. But what you need to realize is that Rory McIlroy went out there on a day where somebody shot eight under par for the lead. We had eight under, seven under, six, couple of fives, whole bunch of fours, even more threes. Big crowd at two under, big crowd at one under, big crowd at even. The projected cut right now is at even. And Roy McElroy went out there and shot 76. He's tied for 117th place. It happens to the best of us. It truly does. Now, Dan said something early on I thought was interesting. What did you say when I was like, wow, eight under par, what a round? Oh, I'm. yeah, you know, eight under, I, was there a seven under? There might be a couple guys at seven. Yeah. There, there were. There's some low scores. One guy at seven, one guy at six, couple guys at five, whole bunch at four. I don't, more at I don't know what the field finished yesterday. They were over par at one point uh, before the second um, wave, so I'm not really sure. But, yeah, just, again, the Rocket Mortgage Classic and all the smaller – tournaments with the you know not 8,000 yard courses they get beat up by the critics when guess what the guys are just really really good at golf and they're going to score on any course it doesn't matter make it 9,000 yards they're going to get birdies get birdies or die trying in the great words of the prophet 50 cent uh by the way the players is playing 72-75 in length. You can find that distance a lot of different places. Like Oakland Hills, they can make you play further away than that. And so it's like, all right, well, I mean, yeah, there's, uh, you know, Inverness plays further than that. Inverness plays like 74. Well, like I, like I said, Pete Dye 
the uh, TPC Sawgrass is it's a shot maker's course. Yeah, you know, that's why I'm not allowed to play. You see everybody hitting three wood, hitting you know their four their rescue clubs or whatever they hit off the tee box because you know the par fours are 420 yards, but there's a lake in front of the green. You know, so they don't have a choice. Like go up that par three at Tully Board, it's two fifty seven. Gian goes, I don't know what they hit here. I said it hit something goes two fifty eight. What do you got in the bag, kid? It's a um it, it it the players championship, that course, TPC Sawgrass, is that that's something that is on my bucket list. Uh that in Harbor Town, I know it's weird. Uh you can obviously tell that I played a lot of Tiger Woods PGA tour O two. Um, because those two courses, like those are two, two tracks that I absolutely will play, uh, before I am gone here on planet earth because they are, I played Harbor town. My buddies played, my buddies paid to play sawgrass. I think they, I over 300 each, I think. Wow. Bucket list item. 300 bucks for four hours. That doesn't include the polo that you got in the pro shop and uh, maybe a ball marker and, you know, a six-pack of beer and God, God only knows what else you needed uh, to $700. Survive. Just budget that. I'm not joking. Just budget 700 Yeah. Buy a couple things. You know, get your drinks. Enjoy your day. Yeah, if it's a bucket list item, yeah, throw grand in just to over. Yeah, you're saying $1,000 for, like, the two days, something like that, if you did it, like, you know, a weekend thing. Yeah, because you could stay. They have um, they get they got a couple of great places to stay right there I in mean, Ponte Vedra. It's like, hey, we're not doing all an all inclusive this year. We're gonna play. We're gonna do this, and with this same price, and with this money, it better be all inclusive. You better uh, maximize every single dollar. Players Championship continues live. Uh, you can watch coverage what ESPN Plus uh, right now if you want to catch any of the early morning action. Is it Chad? Is it Rami? Rami? Ramey, Chad Ramey. Chad Ramey is your leader in the clubhouse at 8-under. He shot 64. Colin Morikawa, however, is uh, right there on his heels at 7-under. I, uh, I think that tied the record, I believe, Tied exactly. uh, the Players' Championship, 64. It's a hell of a round. We'll step aside. Back with Hour 3 next, X's and Bro's Michigan Sports Network.